0: All right, today is September 1st, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Today, we start off with a little banter about climate activists and the, the recent video of the sheriff running over them because they wouldn't get out of the way and they're causing people to die and have heart attacks. Um, anyway, um, so we talked about that a little bit since that's front and center in the news. Then uh, someone talks about Cain and Abel. We have like four Jewish people, uh, a couple rabbis come in. So it turns goes from Cain and Abel who coincidentally say the same answer the Christian gives, just saying, so see, um, we we know our stuff too, just saying. Anyway, um, but then it turns into ask a Jew for like two hours, and uh, it, it's a fun day. Um, this, I think, Muslim guy comes in, tries to pit the Jewish people and Christians against each other. We don't take the bait. Congratulations to us. He leaves, disappointed that a holy war will not be started today. Uh, then we, uh, we have more dialogue, and then, evangelizing christians (laughs) try to come in and tell the jewish people how they're all wrong and the jewish people yell and scream and it goes back and forth so um you know half good half eh but um i think we end on a high enough note and i leave before i get myself in any more trouble in my own room so take care enjoy this discussion and surprisingly (laughs) this is still reasonably civil um you know give or take a couple guests who Whatever, fly by. So, um, check out the Ask a Christian book, How to Have Civil Dis- Discussions with People Who Aren't Always Civil. Um, that's on Amazon, free to read with a Kindle Unlimited subscription. You can also check out something else the ask a christian store grab a t-shirt support this podcast because people need to have civil discussions more and more uh this room that like barely holds it together um sometimes is a testament to that um so if, if this is as good as it gets man everywhere else is straight in the gutter so you know we're trying to share the love of christ share the gospel what christianity is and what it definitely is not and be civil all the while and we usually do a pretty good day Uh, Pretty good every day, and uh, I'm going to say this is even pretty darn good considering all the contention. None of which are caused by the regulars. Uh, Anyways, so take care, enjoy this, and share these links. See you later. Maybe
1: somebody, maybe one of our British ladies can help us with this, but, um, yeah, so, like, apparently these things are, like, 140 decibels, and they just start going, you know, if you turn it on. Um, And you can't, and apparently, it's hard to turn off, and so these guys took these rape alarm things... Um, or, like, some, some counter protesters of the climate protesters, and they put them on helium balloons. And this church, you know, is an ancient church, so the ceilings are like 60 feet tall. And so they just let them go in this very acoustic space, like, three or four of them at like 140 decibels to just, you know, here you go. This is what you do to everybody else.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. And then so what do you say about, you know, when when it seems like when it seems like justice has been served a little bit? I mean, I mean, I guess it's one with the rape alarms and the noise, which is just funny. It's kind of like a whoopee cushion of this. But having the police just like mow someone over because, I mean, it's still, you know, it's it's like in the realm of self-defense, right? It's not like they're just going out and be like, please move. Oh, we're going to meet your peaceful resistance with violence. It's like they're actively like, you know, because of their actions that's leading people to die while they're waiting in the car without gas and have heart attacks, like heat strokes and like legit medical emergencies. So that's very much the force I support. It's in defense of the innocent, like, you know, self-defense is typically for your life or the defense of, you know, like innocent person around you. So, I mean, yeah, they got to do business. It's like, look, don't chain yourself to barricades in the middle of the road. Uh, you know, what, what is it? Um, the, the, Play stupid games, win stupid prizes, or the less Christian f around and find out. Well, they found out. Oh, gee, yeah, you are you are um, in Britannia. <laughs> how, how are how are the climate people over there? Is anyone like gluing themselves to the sidewalk recently or lately? Oh, there's somebody who needed to take their newborn to a hospital and they wouldn't move. Yeah, that. Like, I have seen a lot of the videos of, like, you know, people that have just had enough. They just, like, go, like, these, like, sickly little, like, scrawny stick figure people, like, screaming and, like, blocking the road and, like, chaining themselves to barricades. Vegans. Bite me. And uh, (laughs) then you see, like, these just, like, burly, like, big burly guys, like, jump out and just, like, go claw them and, like, just pick them up and, like, throw them off the road like a football. Like, oh, those are great.
1: Salt is not just something you put on your food. <laughs> I just made that Why up right persecute? now. Is that pretty good? Is that...
0: I guess you need to see if you're the first one to come up with that. Why do you persecute me so?
2: Greetings and salutations, friends.
0: Uh, hey,
3: Michael.
2: Well, no, Did it was it was here. fine. It, it was fine. I was uh, I came into the room. And then I got a phone call, you know, Friday morning fires. So I had to put a fire. At so that's why I just left and then came back.
1: Dude, like, but see, you got to be more specific because in your line of work, of fire, be an actual, like somebody lit themselves on fire kind of thing. So like, you know,
2: yeah, it I've, seems I've like never, text yeah, I've never experienced that. No, it wasn't even, it didn't even have to do with, uh, with someone in care it had to do with a uh, with uh, someone who reports to me it was yeah you know, they didn't know what to do so i had to tell them oh. what to do a coaching moment <laughs> yeah teachable moment teachable moment uh yeah moment. yeah I, I i'd rather not mm. like i just want to go back i i just most days i just want to be a pleb
0: like i don't want to do this <laughs> yeah, hey cash, like cash. let me know work if you work is more work let me know if you raised your hand on purpose, so I'll have someone bring you up. Like, it's not letting me use the controls, so I'll have to make Chris a mod to do it, and I really don't want to do that unless it's absolutely necessary. I mean,
1: yeah, dude. <laughs> We're already talking about machine dude, machine gun creatures and mowing people down on the side of the road. I think this is maybe the least Christian, ask a Christian in history. But
0: But, I mean, is it? I mean, it may sound a little harsh, but I mean, it's really not, right? Like, no one's saying go out and, like, proactively do this stuff. It's like, in direct retaliation to legitimate crimes that are being done. Like, there's no reason, like, you know, under the laws, as I I know them, like, you know, it's still in America. I don't know where, like Arizona, or I'm not sure where it is, but I mean, that's got to be under some sort of umbrella that I would still agree with, right? Like they're doing things that directly lead to people having heart attacks and dying. Like that's, that's an aggressive act. Like if that is met with force instead of kind words, then Sorry, that's justified.
4: But who do you want a machine gun now? What are you saying?
0: We were oh, talking God. about a movie. <laughs> the thing we were actually talking about was the uh, barricade of, like, people chaining themselves to barricades, blocking traffic, you know, to, for, uh, for, like, climate activism. So they thought they'll just, like, stall a bunch of vehicles on a road oh. and let them burn carbon in the atmosphere uh-huh. where the sheriff just, like, runs over them. He didn't run over them. He ran through the barricade. Okay. But Machine Gun Pastor, it's a movie from, like, 2014 with Gerard Butler. Awesome. Awesome movie. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that was kind of getting, like, we, I guess to be Christian about it, we were talking about like self-defense and justifiable force and stuff like that. But I mean, the movie's great. Everyone should watch that. Like it's basically this like old, like old school, like gang leader guy. And he like went to prison for murder before he was a Christian, uh, found Jesus in jail, got out. Finally decided that, you know, he felt like he should start orphanages in Africa. So he did. And, um, while he was there, like the local warlord or whatever, decided you know they didn't want that going on uh, so they try to stop it they burn down the orphanages they're like we're assaulting people and stuff like that they're like oh no what do we do we don't have money to pay for security we don't da blah blah, blah 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 so the guy's just like hang on he like rolls into town like finds some black market machine guns and just like waits and they come back and fight and they just kill them all so it's like you know um, old school American like gangs turn mm-hmm. Christian versus godless warlords trying to kill them
4: right i have got to check out this movie.
0: I, I forget. <laughs> I, I forget the name. I want to say like, I want to say something shoulders, but I, I don't think that's right. I think that's something else I'm thinking of. I, I don't know who, who the story is actually based on, but I mean, it, it tells all in the movie, but it's machine gun preacher, machine gun pastor. Um, Anyway.
1: Yeah. That sounds like it'll give Haiti like endless fodder for more stuff. You
4: know. <laughs> I, I want to see what, what Rotten Tomatoes gave it. Um,
1: Oh interesting. Well let yeah, us I'll, know. Yeah, let us know Except, the you know, uh, I know critic score versus the audience score. That's always
0: the Oh, Rotten Tomatoes is, is oh trash. Like I their critic scores. Like I, I the best way to know not to see a movie is if they if it gets like a ninety nine tomatoes. I'm like or you know, what that's the higher is the better, right? Yeah, but I mean the higher score the critics give it, the worse that movie's gonna be. If the critics are like, oh, it's awful. Never see this movie. I'm like, that's going to be my favorite movie of the year, guaranteed.
4: So the critics put it at 29%. But the audience, <laughs> the audience put it at 62%. There,
0: there, there you go. I mean, that just shows how out of touch these people are with, uh, you know, the regular people and the, the wannabe plebs like Michael.
4: It's probably an atheist conspiracy. So
0: It is an atheist but, conspiracy. Like, everything else. I used to talk to the guy that, like, I don't know if he ran it, or his, like, one of the managers or whatever. was like, Matt Atchity. Like, I used to be on the, the Rotten Tomatoes, like, weekly little podcast thing. <laughs> Except I'm just like, I don't care about any of this crap. That's
1: probably why they stopped having you. Yeah, at least care about the topic. I think it's all Scuttles fault. Everything.
4: Typically it is, Yeah. We just Rapscuttle. They the would skate, just have
0: all these, like, the, guests. escape bunny. The... the, the, the that have all these like guests pop in like all these like you know the like actors or whoever is like in in town like doing business like that they like grab them like and and you know pull them off from their other interviews to like do little like appearances and like talk and there's like a panel of us and uh <laughs> they just feel like everyone be like, oh i remember your play from blah 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 when you were in juilliard and on broadway and it was so amazing they're like nate what do you have to say to you know this person they're like hey man what's up how's it going yeah, great, wonderful. So you know, I get it. <laughs>
3: when I met Keanu Reeves, I was totally starstruck.
4: Okay, you know, enough of the name dropping. If Hollywood's homosexual agenda. We don't, <laughs> we do do that, Oscar Christian. <laughs> did you? Did you guys hear? Speaking of like killing people, though, did you guys hear about Andrew's idea? about,
5: Who's
4: um, Andrew? Andrew
0: R. Oh, no, I don't think I have.
4: Okay. So he thinks we should have a theodomy, which is not a theocracy because the people are running it, um, versus, you know, God running things. Um, and he thinks that nine late, the late nineties percentage of humankind deserves to be killed. And, uh, Pretty much should be killed, like if if we're doing things that God wants us to do. So the so the actual law of God would be to kill all these people because they deserve death and they they've sinned against the Lord. Wow. Wow. Matt Adamson, he's
0: like a no Matt
1: no,
4: and Andrew or Andrew,
0: R. 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 Andrew, R.
1: Andrew R Andrew
4: R. Well, it's I mean, you know that but one again, guy. If
1: everybody's going to heaven, what difference does it make
0: for Andrew
4: R. Right, he's also a universalist. Yeah.
0: He's like a Christian New World Order Bill Gates that wants to, like, depopulate the planet. (laughs)
4: It's hard. I mean, it's a head-scratcher.
0: Yeah, I mean, just kind of shrug and roll your eyes a little bit. Thank goodness he's probably never going to get in power to do that. And if he does, we're all dead anyway, because you can be sure that we're not the 10% of the people that probably make the cut.
4: He doesn't think he is. He's including himself in this genocide. Oh well great. Have him lead by example
0: then. Like <laughs> the you, know, you go first, buddy. Yeah. And then be like, All right, well guys, that's done. So I guess, you know, out of eight million people, we, we only lost one because the guy that did it, you know, he, he was a man of honor and went first. So, you know, let's just get back to our lives.
4: We'll have him go first. Yeah, I like that. That would solve it.
0: Well, I mean that's that's like people calling for like euthanasia, right? And like how like, you know, just lay down and die because your carbon's bad. It's like, oh, that's a wonderful idea. You do it hey. first.
3: Nate, oh, I'm not sure uh, if you've well, been following... I, I... Wait, wait, hold on. Nate, for the population in Japan and China, they're having a problem with reproduction, so of course they are demanding youth in Asia now. Ha!
1: Yeah, uh, like uh, in what do you
4: mean?
3: in Asia. Youth oh, in Asia. Oh, very good.
6: Ah! oh,
0: that's clever. From the malevolent and mathematical mind of one Rab Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I was looking for, if there's a break here, I do have a question for the Christians in the room. Yes. The story of Cain and Abel. So we have Abel raising sheep, sacrifices of sheep, which he took as the the works of his labor that he gave up. Cain, raising fruits, gives up a bountiful portion of his harvest. God says, hey, like in the blood, not so so keen on the veggies. And so, you know, like the barbecue, skip the veggies. And Cain gets mad, kills his brother, history is made. My question is, A, does this—first off, we can ask the question, was this reasonable for Cain to not realize that God needed blood? Second off, was the proper action of Cain at that point to trade vegetables— to his brother for a sheep to then kill, or C, does it, and if that's the case, does it indicate that tithing your money to a church is wrong? Because really, God needs the sacrifice in a very specific form.
0: So before Chris says God doesn't like vegans, um, I want to read that story. I there is a little more to it, right? Like wasn't there like something about also an, an attitude behind it? Or something like, uh, you know, Abel was doing doing this for the right reasons, and Cain may not have been. Not just the, um, you know, what was offered. I could be wrong, but that's what I think. Let me.
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure that the point of the story is that vegans are
0: veganism. Well, I've been a pretty bad vegan lately, so you know, there's that.
3: So the story is. Let me just point out. It's it's this is uh, Genesis four. Now Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits and soil as an offering to the Lord, and Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. By the way, notice he was going to eat the meat. This is just a fat portion from some of the newborn. Uh, the, the Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, He did not look with favor. That's 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 it.
0: Oh, someone else wants to talk, talk. I'm still reading some stuff here. <clears throat> yeah, so like a quick commentary is is in line. Like, I mean, I based on what you read from the story, it still seems like, I guess, my view and the, I don't know, view of wherever this is coming from, is there, you know, it doesn't specifically state what the problem was, like why God favored Abel's over Canes necessarily. Like you could think, like having the benefit of you know, because when they had the Levitic law, they had specific stuff and sacrifices and blood and certain ways and burnt offerings. But, I mean, this was way before that. So it right. still seems sort of a mystery, uh, but but it seems to center on, um, <clears throat> like, quality. So maybe the type of offering, food, like fruit versus, you know, fat or whatever, an animal, but also the sincerity of the offerings. So... You know, if you have Abel offering the best of his flock, which let's see, may have represented more genuine and heartfelt sacrifice, while Cain's with some of his crops may not have been sincere or as generous. I don't know. Like, did Abel, in what you just read, did Abel bring, like, did it mention, like, whether Abel brought, like, the best and it, it could allude to maybe Cain just kind of picked up some fruits from, like, from around the corners or stuff that was not, like, the best and brightest? I don't know.
3: In- it just says, in the course of time, Cain brought some fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel Wait, so also brought an offering. Yeah, I don't know what fruits of the soil mean.
0: I, does it, think... it say both of them in the course of time, or does it? could that allude to, like, you know, Abel did it first, well, and then Cain said, no, like, no, oh, okay. it okay.
3: No, no, Abel did it afterwards, and Abel also <laughs> brought it offering. And that actually we happens after like Cain.
7: Vegetables.
3: Yeah, so it's after Cain. Mm-hmm. Abel also brought an offering. So Abel comes afterwards, Fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. So it doesn't actually make sure, it doesn't specify that it's the best. It doesn't specify it's firstborn. That's good. But it doesn't specify like the, the choice cuts.
2: I think Chris might be onto something here because there's another, I'm, I'm remind. I can't remember what it is. Uh, there's, a, there's a Bible that talks about a sweet selling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice. Well, hang on, let me just, Okay, yeah. Uh Philippians four eighteen. Oh, we have Abba uh, down there. Where it says, uh I am full having received from something I can't pronounce that word, uh the things sent from you, a sweet smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice yep. well pleasing to God. So so I think I, I think the uh, I think Chris is right and God likes to smell
7: of burnt flesh. God so, loves so, so we'll so, one <laughs> If, 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 that's how it's you in the Hebrew Bible. Yes, yeah, let, me, let me
3: continue with my essay here, just for for a moment. I will make the case then that the proper well, uh, course rep- of action.
0: I, I I just don't want you to make a case um, that maybe shouldn't be made. Uh, I'd like since uh, Abba and G are here. Um, yeah, can you can you uh, you know help us, dumb Christians, explain your history, like Genesis four, like what's the best conclusion you've finally, got? Finally, on-
8: finally, you have asked us. <coughs> To explain it correctly to you. Thank you.
7: Well, I have, <laughs> I have my own theory, but I want Abba to go first. Did the Christians
9: finally wait, give then, the <laughs> answer to your local Orthodox rabbi? They finally said... <laughs> that's, uh, wait, wait, law. okay. So, to be fair, <laughs> that
0: that's always my answer. Uh, uh, Abba, could you, oh, could you good. start out? Oh, now, good. Now I, I
9: hadn't heard that in the hours I've heard you saying nonsense
0: instead. <laughs> Well, you know, saying I'm saying nonsense is probably not going to be the best way to have this conversation, but anytime there's something to do with your history or your law, I'm like, go ask a rabbi. Anyways, uh, Abba, so to start this, is this going to be like, no one knows for sure, but here's the most reasonable hypotheses, or is there like a, there is one definite answer and here it is?
8: I think the, the, the thing you want to, first of all, it's a very concise story. It is very short on the kinds of stuff we might want to know. Um, the I think the relevant kind of phrase here that we're gonna the question is is why did it God accept one and not the other? The text is explicitly silent about it, but I think some of the words that you would focus on are this um, also word in verse four, right? Gamhu wrote so like he also did it. Right? Hevel brought the sacrifice seemingly of his own accord, right, of his own desire. And it seems like, uh, sorry, um, did I get this wrong? Right, Cain brought from his field, seemingly of his own accord, without, you know, just, oh, this sounds like a good idea. And it might be, a reasonable way to read this, that Abel decided, hey, I saw what he did. I'll bring some stuff too. So there's a question about motivation there. I think typically the understanding here is, one of them is doing it for the right reasons and one of them is doing it for the wrong reasons, right? Um, it's clearly some kind of ancient, uh, ancient story about pastoralists versus herdsmen or farmers, right? And about the, the uh,
7: shepherds. social,
8: yeah, shepherds and shepherds and um, farmers, right? And so it's clearly like a. The uh, farmer and the cowhand should hi- be friends. Exactly. It's like a social hierarchy story about the relationship between farmers and and shepherds, right? Um, plus hatred and, and enmity among brothers that can arise from from all of that stuff. Um, but when you get to just the more general point, right? when you get a story like this that that you have to kind of plumb and really poke around at to answer some of these questions that we're curious about, we um, we we have to admit that we're poking around right, that we're kind of taking we're taking clues from various things. I mean, not to be, I don't want to disappoint, but I don't think that there is a definite answer. There are this is what the text provides, and this is what we think, therefore, that points
0: us to. But I
8: don't think we can ever know.
5: There okay, is so, a
8: definite answer.
0: Uh, okay, hang on one uh, second. Um, I, just, I, I just want to say real quick, because, yeah, I want to get the other opinions, uh, you, Rafael, McZad, and G. Views so have like, taken so over know, Ask a Christian. Where,
8: Huzzah! On. Uh, hang on. Jews, hey, wait, 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 six, wait, wait,
0: wait, H- wait. The- so, I just want to say that turns out us dumb Christians weren't that bad because, you know, we, and by we I guess I mean I, said basically all the points Rabbi said. Um, so just to point that out, you know, we have brains too. Um, okay, so, G, you were next. So I have my own
7: sort of idiosyncratic theory about it. So I don't want you to take it as this is the Jewish answer. This is just something that, that occurred to me while I was studying the story in Yeshiva, um, which is that Hevel, Abel, wasn't, kind of wasn't real. He wasn't like really a person. His very, his name means, you know, uh, ephemeral. And when he's born, you know, the, the, the words, the wording is that like he was, he was added. You know, it says you know Cain was was born, and then and then Hevel was was added, to you know essentially to be to be his brother, um, and he never speaks in the text. You never have any words from Hevel in in the whole text. So, like, I kind of feel like it was a setup that God put Hevel on earth in order for Cain um, to. Have something to react to. Um, there's no reason that he would have known how to bring a sacrifice, ha- how to bring the right sacrifice, unless it was set up that way by God to um, to 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 um, to bring up to bring up Cain's Cain's um, anger and. I almost feel like not almost I do feel like it was the intention for hevel to be murdered by cain so that cain could start civilization there's something about the the uh I don't want to say depravity but the imperfection of man that allows us to go and build it's like the 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 engine of our imperfection drives our our, um, our, uh, um, tendency toward, toward civilization. Um, and you know, there's, there's a a saying that without the, without the, um, the evil inclination, no one would ever build a house. No one would ever get married. Nobody would ever like, you know, advance in, in life. So, so that's that's my my little idiosyncratic okay. theory that's you know, based like on that. a close reading of the words and i have I have a whole a, a thing that I wrote about it I like that, that. Maybe I'll so unless, with you, somebody. unless you've
0: changed unless you've changed Raphael's mind right now, he said there was a definitive answer raphael what do you what is the definitive answer
10: the definitive answer which only really requires connecting to other passages in the torah it's not so much a Jewish answer, if you will, as just text-based, is that it's very clear that Cain's offering is he brought of the fruit of the land, which is not, there's no emphasis on quality at all. And when it king comes to Abel's offering, there are two distinct references to what is clearly understood as high quality. So that Abel brings from the firstborn of the flock which is fairly clear from passages in Exodus chapter 13 and then later in Deuteronomy, where being taking the firstborn of something, especially the firstborn of flock, has a greater significance because it is the first product of the work and of the labor. And the Torah gives significant, uh, significance to the firstborn of anything. So here he's giving the firstborn. And the second one, Chelev, the fats of it, these are the fats that are referenced also in a number of passages of being the highest quality. Someone made reference to this before, like the, the choice cuts. Those fats are referenced in a number of places in the Torah as being something that is not for human consumption, that should only be offered on the altar. And even in the absence of an altar, when there is no temple, those fats are not allowed to be eaten either because they're reserved for God because of their high quality. So that clearly there's a reference in the text twice to Abel's higher quality, a double higher quality offering, firstborn and then chalev and then the fats. And that's why it was preferred. That's why God turns to Abel in his offering, because even though Abel did not originate the concept of sacrifice, that's the point of saying that Abel also brought. Meaning it was Cain's idea. At first he's the one who seems to have originated the idea of, of bringing some sort of offering and gift to God. But he didn't share the idea with Abel. Abel afterwards also had it, but improved on the idea in these two important ways.
3: So so now let me continue with my thesis, if I may for a moment. This would seem to indicate in a lot of these cases, it's like at least from G and possibly even from Raphael's reading, and possibly Nate or Chris's, that the right action for Cain would have been to trade with Abel to get a sheep to then sacrifice. No, it's not about the sheep. So, it's about I don't bringing better for I, I, it. I, fruit. It would be I understand. About, grab it.
8: No, grab. But it please. would also. Hold on. No, but wait a second. Right. Let's, you're, you're in a theory right now, but let's like adjust your theory because according to uh, on what Rabbi Raphael just said, the your theory is he should have, what you have to bring for the sacrifice is your stuff, the best of your produ- productive life, right? So it doesn't make any difference. So it wouldn't make any sense for Cain to get a sheep. He's not a shepherd. It would well, make so- more sense. It would make more sense for him to, to have offered the best parts of his fields,
3: is is that what became this the current mm-hmm. way to sacrifice anything was just take whatever is best from your, your tent of your best to take that? Yeah. that
7: yes, actually. Way?
3: Yeah. No no, yes. I mean so like so so, so, so right. a so woodworker right. so although it's very clear. So a woodworker that makes chairs should sacrifice a chair.
7: No, agriculturally specifically. Yeah. Okay.
3: So, You're but, but, about an so work society. What are, so I mean like that's Gabriel, fine, but when
1: he gave tithes to Melchizedek he gave him the first fruits. It's called the first fruits. He gave him okay. the best ten percent.
3: Right. So let's go with the best ten percent. If I'm a woodworker, what is my best ten
7: percent?
0: I think you fail by the time you were a woodworker. You should have not been a woodworker.
7: No, <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> no. You, you, you trade, trade, you're you're trade your share so, yeah, for produce.
3: Yeah. So carp trade the produce. Right. Food. Right. So now we're so now we're on my theory. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Right. So my point would be. That you're trading for that, which means the temple money changers were providing an extremely valuable service. Oh yes, yeah, Because absolutely. God was required. Yeah. So Jesus flipping yeah, over the tables. Oh, rab! Yes, <coughs> if, if, you, if you just rab, if you just would have
0: said this like 30 minutes ago, we could have saved all this time. I yeah, tried. the money changers, the money changers <laughs> were not bad. It's it, it, the, the money changers on itself were not bad. It's that the money changers were also cheating and greedy and doing bad things besides just being like, oh, let me do a good job of trading your money for this. They were also like, you know, it's like, imagine a mob being money changers. They were like taking stuff off the top. Like they were doing bad things, not just like, oh, we're good little money changers. Like they were bad money changers.
3: (laughs) They were bad. But uh, my point is, why wouldn't God just take the money directly? Well, why not just take the money directly? Like, what is the benefit because, again, of trading because, the money? Because,
8: Rab, 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 the temple had its own money system. You had to trade right. money. You had to, cool. you had to yeah. currency exchange because it, it had its own money. Well, so you know, I, I just, I've actually, yeah.
9: wait, one second, I, I've been thinking about that a little bit, about, like, the monetary system of Israel and uh, how it worked. Because, like, think, think about today. Today we have fiat currency, which is not pinned to anything. Previously, it was pinned to gold, which was like a property model. And like, what exactly is the Judean currency pegged to? Because they they act like those numbers are eternal, like they're never going to change. And thus, they're treating them as pegged to something. It actually seems to me and like, you know, I apologize for the, the fact of it. It seems they are pegging the value of their currency to humans. Right. Meaning when they look at the six year cycle of servitude that's like the standard labor value, right? When they look at service, it's more like they're setting up a minimum wage standard. And thus, when they say uh, a person is never worth more than 50 shkalim over the course of a six-year uh, period, they're now anchoring the value of the shekel, right? That's six years of labor under the common market as, as anchored by actual labor, as opposed to like... Uh, fiat or gold.
10: That might be the case, but that's not what the money changers did. Meaning we have an entire tractate in the Talmud called shkalim devoted
9: to exactly what the money- Wait, that's, that's what I'm highlighting. Like. This would be a secondary system. This would be so, like uh, a, rabi- uh, sorry, a temple currency, which would be somewhat distinctive from the common currency because it has the truma as like it, its own monopoly.
10: I meaning They didn't have a single fixed denomination that we're familiar with nowadays, dollars, meaning yes. they were dealing with many different kinds, and it's because there was a requirement to give a half a shekel and only a half a shekel, right. so there would be people would have money that was not in shekel form, so they had to break it down, so to speak, and make, to make half shekels and give the half shekel along with the uh, banking fee to account for, you know the work Cobone it's called. To account for, you know, the extra work involved in breaking down the shekels. you had other currencies that were in were being used at the time throughout the Roman Empire. That so there was a lot right. of work to be done in terms of breaking down the currency and then taking for sacrifices. People they often they didn't come with their own birds or their own animals. They expected to get them there in the temple. Right. So they would bring the money, deposit the money into the into the. Uh, the, the box basically and they would be you know get the birds in place so there is just a lot of changing and exchanging right
3: uh, okay that so, but that's so a lot of room right. oh, for people wait, wait, to wait. feel sour
9: about the <laughs> transactions and exchanges well
3: okay well wait before that though so if the issue is like it would be more sane in a large way to say the issue is it's the work of your labor the effort you put in all of this the tithing amount why go through the effort of translating it into an animal to then kill or a bunch of fruit to then hand over? Honestly, why not they don't just have give the to. money to the temple.
9: They want to do the sacrifice offering. If they want to do the sacrifice offering, yeah, it's got to be a particular procedure with all of these requirements and make sure the animal is this and that and that it's not done on the same day as like a relative of that animal's. There's like a whole lot. of. Uh,
3: it's like an amusement park ride. Like you pay to get on. Right, right, and once exactly. There, there's a lot like, of
9: bureaucracy. different you. If you want to do like the full temple experience, that's going to be costly. But if you just want to donate, yeah, you can throw five bucks at the temple. They'll take it.
3: I like that. So you're visiting, if you want the full temple experience, you'll need exactly. to please deposit additional money yep. over here. It's a Disneyland model. <laughs> exactly. Get your three pigeons. You can go front, cut the front of the line. If you buy a goat, you can sacrifice first. <laughs> I don't know if there's a way to cut the front of the line, but my guess is there
9: would be. And, like, this is where you're going to get sour feelings, like bureaucracy, like, hey, why is that guy jumping in front of the line? And it's like, well, his family lives right outside of Jerusalem, and he's been providing flocks for generations, and he's bringing the choices to his first. He's so, like, a, he's we a, know he's the a guy. A
3: yeah, he's you a, a season pass holder. Yeah, he's a pass holder. He's here all the time. Exactly.
0: Okay, so uh, now that we've had 30 minutes for this, let's transition from Ask a Jew to Ask a Christian, if there's uh, any questions for us. Otherwise— I guess well, the uh, the rabbis can keep on going. We'll so not you, Rabbi. Scheduled I, program. I, no, no, no. Hang on. Really I want to I I wait, wait. I, I want to see if Steph's talking. Steph, I'm so sad that we missed that guy. Um, he would have been perfect for this conversation and with these rabbis. But Newman, do you know him? The guy that are you? Uh, no, stuff? I it don't know like, him. No. It seemed like you were as disappointed as I. Um, I, I would have loved to hear what that guy had to say.
11: Yeah, I know he's he's mad that oh he left oh sad. I was hoping I mean, that I... we could get educated from him instead of the white man uh, pretending to be Jews. But I
0: sad. yeah, I instantly <laughs> gave him an invite when I saw that. So I don't I don't you know,
8: know. Yeah, you know, Nate, I I was told I've I've been told that Christians are actually the real Jews. So you might as well keep the Jews up if you want to learn about Christianity.
11: No, it's and not. It's not like, you guys. You have to come that. by way of Africa. <laughs> That's the only real Jews. Uh, so if you didn't, then you know, it's sorry, guys. It's not you. So what
3: you need to rain down in Africa. <laughs> yes. yes, I mean, Abba,
0: really, I <clears throat> according to Newman, it was which, you know, I think I could have got I think I could have got him on my side. Um, you should really learn from me because I'm 0.02% sub-Saharan gunning. So, um, I think according you to know, Newman, you guys, should,
8: you should only, be learning from me. I have just recently set a standard for myself that it's only 0.03 or above. I'm sorry. <clears throat>
12: <the
11: cut. laughs> Nate, just, Nate's gunning for
3: it, though. But Nate's gunning for it.
11: Well, I'd like to state again, take this opportunity to tell you guys that I am on their 12 tribes chart. So I think that <laughs> I am more qualified than any of you. Oh, my
5: gosh. It's,
0: what if we just like flipped and this whole time ask a Christians run by a bunch of like Hebrew Israelites? Us. Beautiful. What, the, 12
11: tribe pro, the 12 tribe program. Is that what this is? <laughs> the 12 tribes program. Come see if you qualify. I mean, Abba does not qualify. Not a Jew. I mean, that the would first be an amazing long con.
0: I mean, the except, of you know, we have, have to sell our souls.
8: Steph, you sound more Jewish. Soul. Steph, you sound more Jewish every day. That's what everyone keeps telling. That's what all my people keep telling me too. It's oh. just—it's like amazing.
11: Well, th- well, thank you. Uh, no, Abba, I fully believe that you're a Jew. This is this is ridiculous. I, be- I believe. I
8: believe it too. I believe hey, it. Abba, too. Thank
11: you. Do I come up with the conversations like in your in your
3: weekly uh, the weekly uh, like con cults or you know just there when you're when you're when all the Jews get together and chat about people? Do I come up at all? Because I'm sad if I. Do.
8: Do you oh, want God. me to be? Do you want me to tell you the truth?
3: Yeah, just the, in the in the big global group that gets together on, on, on Zoom, and you all talk about everybody and go through the list. Like, uh, <laughs> isn't
0: something like they don't talk about you at all because no I, one thinks I, about I oh. mean, the elder I
3: millennials apologize.
7: from Zion. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah.
8: I apologize to everybody in the room. Nobody on Clubhouse comes up. In my Torah discussions in Aww. real life, pretty much. Oh come on! Sorry. Well, could you
0: so... could you make it a point just this next time to to bring us up just so we can say we, we made a cameo? That's sure. not true. I definitely you
9: contributed. Know. You're totally going to use okay. at some point mechitza Bappe.
0: I don't know that, how. I don't know that. When, I'm going to use know why
9: I'm...
8: you're going to use. Wait, it. wait, hold on. Random. Wait, 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 hold on. Just a moment. Moment of Jewish nerdery. Gee, do you know what Mechitza Bappe is? I actually don't. We made it up. It's it's a dental dam. Oh we just
0: made it up. <laughs> that's okay, that's wonderful.
7: That's
11: so wonderful. I, I want to get
0: to I want to get to Sun real quick because I think we what was the conversation Steph? you so the other I also have an actual question. Well, but, hang on. Okay, well let's hear your actual question a minute. But Sun, I forgot what we were getting in trouble for the other day, or did you have a different question or? Oh,
11: he started asking about the Trinity and oh. then um, yeah, I Nate or. Uh, Chris let him have it. That, so that's how he ended up. Oh, and,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. what's up, son?
13: <clears throat> what's going on, Nate? We barely had a decent conversation. I think he got impatient. But that's <laughs> cool. I think that's
0: you. You're really hard to hear. Can you get, uh, I don't know, like something about your microphone?
11: He said that he had a decent conversation. I mean, I, I heard you. him, but it wasn't oh. easy. Is that
0: better?
13: Right well, yeah, there? do you have
0: anything today? Sure.
13: Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, uh um, if you mind, I just want to go through this, Let's see. so I can be accurate, I want to, um, Whoa, Bible what? Verse, okay. Proverbs, yeah, it, it's Bible verse. Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6, yeah, Perfect. I just wanted to say. Uh yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't would this contradict the laws of logic or the rules of logic that we kind of that majority of Christians use to interpret the
0: scriptures?
13: Wouldn't Proverbs, it clearly contradict? Proverbs three, five and six? Yeah, wouldn't it
0: clearly contradict that? I would love to to pass this to Abba real fast while well, I'll actually uh look up the verse myself, but yeah, Abba. Mm-hmm. Does yeah, Proverbs I gotta, 3, 5, gotta and 6 up, i got to look lo- up
8: the verse, too. Give me a second to just get to the verse. Right. Can you? What are, what are we saying that it contradicts with?
0: Laws of logic, I think. The laws right, of Proverbs 3, logic. 5, and just 6. Trust, trust in, in the mouth. Lord with all your heart and do not lead on your Proverbs. own understanding. Okay. Uh, no, well, I, we, I mean, just like... What it, why why yeah, is it uh, you, with
8: logic? I don't get uh, just, it. I, do, I want to understand the question. I just want to understand the question better. So the verses are, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths smooth. Okay, so what's the question? Doesn't that conflict with logic? So just explain, how does that conflict with logic?
0: Uh, you know, so that was to you i don't i don't think he necessarily was saying it does i mean i think that's the implication but he was saying like does this like it was phrased in the form of oh, a question does it I'm, I'm i'm just going to say outright no of course not like you know this is i mean if you want to make it conflict because you know you,
13: oh, you wow. have to
0: make a point for a I mean, if you need to make a point for like a cult you're in, I understand how you can twist it and make it sound conflicting, but it doesn't like, so trust in the Lord, lean not on your own understanding. If you've read any of the rest of the Bible, like there's a plethora of talking about how, you know, like man's foolishness uh, or, you know, the wisdom of man is foolish compared to the uh, wisdom of God. So that's, that's the point. So ultimately, if you trust in God, you're not going to be led astray. If you trust in like the wisdom of man, which, uh, you know, the Bible compares a lot to like, you know, not near Able to grasp, like come close to grasping the wisdom of God. So trust in the Lord and you get both. You get the wisdom of God guiding you and you're not leaning on your own flawed understanding. But yeah, Abba, do you want to speak too?
8: Yeah, I think it, I, that's basically fine. I think we should also just say Proverbs is not law. Proverbs are like good advice, wise things, right? It's
0: not. What was uh, that? Proverbs I, aren't law. They're what?
8: They're, they're wisdom literature, right? In other words, they
4: are. The they are. <coughs> yeah, it's, they're, they're good, good advice. advice. They're, why is they're, that? They're That's just terrible advice. advice. Don't trust on your own understanding. No, no, well, hold on. Wait a second. It might be terrible advice, but it's. No, it's, it's not it's terrible.
8: Wait, guys, its function is not to give you a law or an instruction. These are these are right. Proverbs are just popular sayings that are right all of the book of proverbs is a collection of popular sayings that were around about what the author of proverbs solomon or whoever else right thinks is a good right but they're not like commandments they're like you know this would be good for you to do They're recommendations they're not laws yeah right? think, so so that's like important to note are you a Christian son,
4: saying, son are you just saying I, they go against not a the idea of rationality yeah I not can. the laws of logic is that what you mean
13: they're losing. Well, it money. was really more. So like a, it's really farther more. Farther farther than so than a, it's really more so of a question for believers of the Bible or believers yeah, in well, Jesus Christ. Well, I, I gave you. Well, they clearly don't. Yeah, get and I you. heard your answer Nate. I heard your answer, Nate, and it wasn't a bad answer. Just, however, I mean, it was. It was according to your own perspective. It's clearly the 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 Bible verse clearly explains itself. It's not a. It's not metaphor. It's not metaphorical it's uh yeah it's, it's it's pretty direct it's a direct statement and one thing that we do understand uh or well, one one way that we understand life is through the laws of logic uh the principle of identity uh the law of contradicting these things so uh this is instinct so it's damn near instinctive we got a mind we can't get outside of that we got a conscience we can't get outside of that we've been exposed to a bunch of information and knowledge that we Retaining our head, even through educational systems, we can't get a, we can't get outside of it. But here it is: it's a clear statement showing you in the Bible for Bible believers, believers of Christ, that you're not supposed to do it. So not, no, that's you're ridiculous. Not you're not
8: saying Bible believers. You're not saying
0: Bible believers <laughs> just,
8: and believers in
13: Christ. Hey, don't, I, don't I, kill I, me! God. Don't you? kill me! I'm just a hang
0: on. wait, wait, okay, hang on, wait, 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 everyone. We got like four people talking, and no one can hear anything as well as I just noted. When like four people talk at once, the quality gets super bad and super low. So nothing is being good when everyone talks over each other. Um, So I I think, Abba, were you trying to say like Bible believer? Just a
8: rhetorical rhetorical question. I mean, certainly there are other Bible believers who are not believers in Christ. We can't just have those be the same thing. You don't have to answer that. Uh,
0: Yeah, I I think that. Yeah, I just wanted to get your point because I I had a feeling that's where you were going. So yes, I mean, you would say like you know, Jewish people are also, I mean, the ones who are are Bible believers as well as Christians or as well as I don't know, maybe Muslims who believe like ten percent of the Bible before it was corrupted. Whatever. Um, Yeah, so Bible believers, but I think I think he meant Christians, and yeah, that's it. So I mean, if you read it on its face, it's like you know, Proverbs is really going to trip you up when you get to a part that says don't answer the fool or you become like him. And then the very next verse, you know, it's like, answer the fool. And the very next verse says, don't answer the fool. Like, you're, if, if that's how you read, read the Bible, and that's, that's the way you kind of process it, your head's just going to explode when you get to that. And you're going to be wondering how, for thousands of years, people followed a Bible that's so wrong and so flawed, and you're the first one to uncover it. So, no, it, it's just like basic oh. reading comprehension. You'll know that it's saying it's not saying, hey, your own mind, um, you know, it's really dumb, don't follow it at all like it's predicated on the wisdom of God is so much higher than the wisdom of man. So trust in the Lord and that's where everything will flow from. Don't trust on your own you know your own wisdom which is highly susceptible to flaws. Like what we're seeing displayed actually right here coincidentally enough. So trust in the Lord, do not lean on your own understanding. That's like direct directly applicable to your question. Hope that helps.
13: Uh yeah, oh, when well, when you said it was being displayed, did you mean by what you thought about my interpretation of that scripture? Yes. Right. It was so easy for me to guess that because it's like, wow, what make you believe so strongly that your interpretation of that scripture is correct? Got to be your line of logic. But you could be wrong. And
0: reading and, and so the evidence all cite goes from other scriptures and passages in the Bible. Okay, so here's here's me down, what you trust. Yours Yours would come, presumably, from your own logic or whatever, which how? you know. How, I would would you, have how, to... how
13: would you be able to say that though, Well, can Hold we on. can we actually hey so do you, do you mind if uh, we can when,
8: actually, well, like the language here, the language in the verse is pretty particular, right? Because there's two different hmm. verbs used, trust in the Lord and don't rely, right? So I think the word rely there, juxtaposed with trust. Rely here means exclusively. That's how I would read it. Don't rely only on your human instincts. Right. But if you include trust in God, that's, that, that's the better way. Right. Just don't, don't, it's not a binary. It's not trust in God or, and therefore, if you trust in God, you dismiss all human knowledge and instincts. It just means don't put, don't put all your eggs in the basket of human, of the human mind. That's what this verse means.
13: <laughs>
8: it's so weird, It's not dismissing the human intellect. It's just saying that's not, that's not enough. Now, you can agree or disagree whether that's true. I completely disagree. I think, that's, accurate, of, I think that's, that's fine. I'm just saying that is what the verse means.
13: From your, from, look, from your line of logic, from your interpretation, from your perspective, that's what it means to you. It's subjective. The meaning of that scripture is subjective to you. That's not well, what it actually, means, though. Son, hey. Actually, so son,
8: son, son take a breath. I'm not arguing with you. I am using my knowledge of the Hebrew language to read the text in the original and to offer a plausible reading of what those words mean. Do I say that that's the um, only or exclusive meaning? No. Do I think it's defensible? Yes. Do I think it's even better than defensible? Yes. And the reason is because I know how to work with the language. So when you say it's just your interpretation, my interpretation weighs a little bit more than others because I can
0: do this stuff with the language and others can't. And I think what you, I mean, I think what I said is just this fine. This is a son, pure
13: man, it, no, you're my fault, okay, yeah, you're
0: I hit the wrong button because you're talking as you trying to hit me. I'll bring you up in a minute if, if that's fine. Anyways, but I was trying to say to my point, you just said that's not what it means to Abba. And like based on what? Your own understanding, your own subjective understanding. But I was going to say, you know, I, you would presumably say you're using logic, which, you know, I make uh, fine. Um, and I would say I'm using the same metrics. But then I'd say what gives more evidence, like, you know, Abba and his, you know, uh, experience with the language, I would say is the benefit of me just reading the rest of the Bible. So like whether you whether you think it's true or false or not, like it it goes on to explain itself. So if you look at the totality of Scripture, Paul in First Corinthians one twenty five says, "For the foolishness of God is great, is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength." And other places, you know, it talks other Bible verses. It talks about how you know the wisdom of this world is foolishness, and you know, so it it constantly compares throughout the Bible the wisdom of God to the wisdom of man, and God's is higher, God's is wiser, God's is perfect, man's is not. Um, so that, I mean, that's the evidence. So, you know, Abba is citing, you know, let's just say we're all using logic, right? We're, we're all using that. So we're all using our own understanding. Um, and then Abba is citing his experience with the language. I'm citing the rest of the scripture that, that ties into this, taking the totality of it. You have cited nothing other than, I guess, your own understanding. So I would say that's, that's what we're bringing to the table. Anyways, I can bring you back up in a minute if you want. Um, but Steph, you had an actual question, is that right?
11: Um, yes. I don't know if it's. Do you feel quite lucky? We're, yeah. we're all
0: ready to pounce.
11: <laughs> well, okay. My question is for Aba. Um, so, or you want to? Or or McZed is still here. Yeah, yeah.
8: Okay. It's forbidden. It's forbidden, Steph. Forbidden.
11: Excellent. Thank you. That answers that. Wait, Carry what's on. forbidden? No, he's just kidding oh um mostly okay so i thought
0: this was going on a previous discussion
11: all the fun stuff anyway <laughs> all the fun <laughs> stuff yeah we can relate to that um okay so my my daughter just had her eighth birthday and i got her like the um children's the international children's version of the bible right so this is like her first grown-up bible that's actually not with pictures and stuff it's like translated for kids but it's the whole thing with the numbered verses and everything um her name is esther and she's been obsessed with the Book of Esther. Okay, so that's my last. So she's been reading the Book of Esther over and over and over and over. And she has had all these questions about the Book of Esther. Now, coming from the Christian perspective, of course, I'm interested to hear how this plays out. And, and okay, I don't know. I'm very bad with telling whether or not I'm actually being offensive. So I hope that you would uh, assume that that's not you're, you're, yeah,
8: you're. We know you. You're good. You are <laughs> Take her to the gates and stone her. You're, you're good.
11: You're good. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so she's reading the book of Esther and she's asking about the Jews, right? Because because God's not really a character in that book. So she's very interested in Queen Esther. She loves her. We've been talking about the, the character of Esther and how brave she was and what she did to, you know, conversations that are um, appropriate for an eight-year-old. She has now become very, very interested in the Jews who they were and their culture and all of this. So I've been telling her, well, the Jews are God's people. They're very special. This is, you know, this is something that exists to this day, that God has a special relationship with the Jews. So now she is run around starting to tell people about how wonderful the Jews are. Um, so I'm wondering, <laughs> because this is making... She's going to solve anti-Semitism. It's great. <laughs> is it? Okay, help me.
8: <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, she's, she's an eight-year-old, right? Um, so like, I think that's an appropriate eight year old, like way to go about things. Right. And she's processing that, right. Uh, right? God's not there. And these people, and they get saved and that must mean something and you're Christians and all that stuff. Right. Um, I don't know what the continuation of your question is, but like, is it like, is that a problem? Like, I don't know what the, yeah,
4: I I don't see a problem.
0: Are you you saying you want your daughter to say Jews are bad? No, no,
4: no. She she could be a Messianic Jew. What? Well, no no, <laughs> no, no, no. She's not.
9: I think. I think the, the question is sort of like, how do you contextualize this uh, Christian girl in a Christian family growing up and gaining because of the love of her Christian texts and affinity for the Jewish people? And, yes,
11: and I, she's going around talking to people right. like she's mentioning how much she loves the Jews, how the Jews are special, right? But then this is making her atheist teachers somewhat uncomfortable. I think uh, because people kind of give her an eyebrow. You know that. that well, what do I do with it? I think, I think <laughs> the a way to sort of ah. contextualize it and like
9: sort of button it a bit from a Christian perspective would be to like take all the love of the Jew, like illustrate that great stories. Then she attaches to that, and she likes telling it. And you say the story of the the mean thing that happened to the Jews and the one brave Jew that stood up and how that was a lesson for everyone right and then that ties it as a bow and then she understands how she's supposed to relate to the rest of the world with her love of the Jews
11: okay um yes I like that and so then you know in the rest of Esther that most the part that the kids don't read where then Xerxes gives them the power to slaughter everybody who had been oppressing them
0: Wait, we're not supposed to read that
9: part.
11: Well, you got to read
0: that
9: part.
14: That's the whole point of the
0: story.
11: I know, my I kids agree. Like the best. But in her children's Bible, that's <laughs>
9: not fair. <there. gasps> they deleted
11: it? <laughs> it's not, oh my God. You should
9: not be telling Jesus oh that you're
8: deleting Bible. I never we're not really really
5: wow. going
4: to be
8: happy. <laughs> I never really no, 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 explicitly wait. took all that stuff in until I was like, for sure, a teenager. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. We could, they read what? it at our
4: preschool, at the JCC. Wait a minute, okay. And so, all the little yeah, kids were traumatized. That... Wait, they were traumatized. okay, listen.
11: When, they when you have the English, little tiny children's Bible with the illustrations, okay, it's the story of Noah and all the animals are getting on the ark. It's the story of Esther and how beautiful and brave she was. They're, they cut it off at the part where Xerxes listens to her and the day is saved, right? They wow. don't then illustrate. Oh, they don't have the
0: hanging of the ten sons of Haman?
11: No. So this wow. is wonderful. So she's been And there is no floating me, bodies
0: of dead sinners in Noah's Ark.
11: Like no, the, no
9: counting of the. the uh, I think I think we have a problem of someone like sanitizing Grimm's fairy tales, basically.
7: <laughs> That's exactly like what you're, just, you're, not, you're destroying censorship. the
9: whole point of it.
7: <laughs> well, but well, actually, actually get... but
8: this is a fair, point, well, but this is an interesting thing, right? Because we should, we should note that the Book of Esther, Esther is a satire, right? And so the revenge, the revenge porn at the end where Jews get to go kill everybody and they convert out of the fear of the a Jews. It's it's a revenge fantasy. Wait, really? Right? It's Yeah,
9: yeah, it's, it's, it's it's the, well, well, yeah. Well, we it's did the, um, survive the day and we're telling it no, in our well, own way to remember what happened in our own way. Hang on.
8: hang on, right? Like part of the point of the story is like um what was the movie where they went and hunted and killed all the Nazis? Brad Pitt that's what the book of Esther is in part. It's inglorious bastards for the Jews, right? They tried to kill us and now we're going to have our revenge fantasy against them, right? But I don't think it was ever, I think it was always tongue in cheek or it was always a list, at least a little bit satirical, right? Because Jews never had the power to go do that.
7: Well there probably was a Haman and an
9: advisor that was killed and replaced, but like that could have just been any kind of intrigue. And then the Jews are telling their God saving them version of events.
11: Wait, is it is it wasn't yeah. Xerxes a real king though?
9: Yeah, he was. No, no, there was a real king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jews were really there. And there probably was several advisors and a lot even within the story, there's uh, turnover in the advisors. So like Mordechai rising to a level of position where he can then assist the Jews in going back to Israel. This is a way of explaining that with all of the anti-Semitic uh, sentiment that existed by the existing advisors, there was turnover, it says. But look at this amazing story, how they had a plan to exactly destroy us. And the exact opposite happened. That guy got destroyed. We rose to salvation and went back to Israel.
8: I mean, and Michael, I assume you're using the phrase turnover deliberately, right? Because the entire point, the other, one of the other things yeah, in yeah, yeah. the story is that things get turned on their head, right? So, things get it, turned for the on record, it's the whole theme of the story.
0: So, for the record, I mean, it seems like there is a fair amount of debate whether this is like, you know, fiction or historically happened. Like, I, I mean, I think even you guys agreed, like, you know, the, the players were real. Like, it's you know, probably a Heyman. Well, well, yeah, mixtures. like 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 probably a Haman, definitely a Xerxes. Like, you know, whenever, you know, did things unfold the way that the stor- historical story slash legend would say, I think most of us even can agree to that. Like, you know, there was a law and the king is like, I can't undo the law, which yeah. makes me think what kind of a king is he that can't undo his own law. But regardless, you know, he was able to say, okay, well, I can't undo it, but you guys can fight back. So was there fighting back? I stand on the side of, yeah, there was, but to what degree, who knows? Um, maybe it's just like, who knows what degree and do I think like the end of the story, like, you know, the Haman and the people died, I stand on the side of yes, uh, you may stand on the side of no. Anyways, I, I don't there. know if
9: anybody died, but, um, I agree with you that like the trappings of the story are from a very Jewish, um, perspective. Like the idea that the King is concerned about the previous decree sent by a bad advisor and how can he undo that? Like that could have been a genuine concern. It might be, but it's also very legalistic. In, in Jewish thought. Like the fact that they're solving the problem by simply changing the way people are relating to the law. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. You are able to kill the Jews on this day, but also the Jews can kill you back. Right? It, it, it illustrates uh, the focus of Jewish culture, which is usually on the laws of the society they're in. We, you know, it, it's a good story. I don't know how much of it was like literal, like Big Sun and Seresh. Was there really a plot to kill the king? Probably. Did Mordecai help? Spoil it? Maybe? I, I don't know. That's how it's recorded. I have no reason to doubt it. And also, otherwise, why would he take him through the city and say this is what should happen to the king who honors him? Everyone must have been there for that.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, my biggest problem is always, like, the, a king that can't undo his own order. Like, what kind of... I mean, that's like an epicurious thing, right? right? Like, uh, or, uh, I think like, there are different chapters like, you know, in different... If, if, like, uh... If God is really God, then what's if God can't do this? What's the point of calling him God? Like, if a king is bound and cannot undo his own decree and rule how he wants, what's the point of calling him a king? Well, I'm sure that was a thing, but but that's the thing. But that's
8: the satire, Nate. That's the satire here, right? Juxtapose that with the absence of the name of God in the story at all, right? And the and the randomness of the events that seem to advance the plot of the story. It's always, and by chance they were at the gate and he overheard, and by chance he woke up and opened to this right page in the book. And by chance. So it's a commentary, it's a little bit of a it's a it's a kind of an essay about chance versus a god who's we can see God's hand in history more
9: directly. Right. And then
8: and then and then you juxtapose that with the buffoonish king Ahashveros. Right. Who seems to just only who, who seems to have no agency at all as a king. He is taken over by the whims of parties and alcohol and this guy and the, all of this stuff. Right. So there's women. god. So the absent God is juxtaposed with the present and powerful king who's a buffoon.
0: Well, I mean, well, I can I, totally see there being uh, being like some kind of thing in a kingdom like that. I mean, that that sounds reasonable, but you know, not very kingly to me. Uh, I I just don't like it. It bothers me. But I mean, also, well, you know, they, who's to say it wasn't? Well, well, to finish this, because I think I speak way less than most people even today. But um, to to finish this, um, who's to say this wasn't the coincidences. Were actually like you know divine, and God's like, yes, coincidence. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. I am well, doing yeah, that. That's Why? Right maybe it's maybe it's just to teach a lesson. They were actually of years divine.
9: Um, there, there's one verse that um, the, the, the Jews point out. There's one verse that uh, no one could have determined from observation uh, because it speaks to the thoughts of Haman. And in the narrative, like after he has that thought, shortly thereafter he's like abducted, taken, and uh, executed. So the only way they say it would be from God. That's the one thing they say about Miguel. But the one thing I wanted to highlight about the law, about the king not changing his laws, I think that might be a bit of your modern sensibilities for what kings are. Because I think, like I've studied the law, and I don't know exactly how every culture is applying it in every era. But the idea of a king. Being limited by the laws he declares in his lifetime is actually, in my opinion, part of the legal construction of the institution, meaning if there's a guy that can make laws, bind him to it in his life. So then he has to hold by his laws, but then you have the freedom to make new laws, but he's very hesitant to do it because he can be trapping himself.
0: Good point noted. Uh, AJ, you said you had two questions?
5: And guys,
0: doing good in chat over there real quick.
5: What's up, guys? Uh, no,
11: everything is not yeah, good. Uh, I don't know if you... Emil is doing his uh, incredible anti-Semitic uh, Holocaust-denying rhetoric, so if you want to throw him,
5: I don't know. That's up to you.
0: Yeah. I mean, or let people just out themselves. I don't know. Let's see what AJ has to say first. What's up, AJ?
5: So, so in Matthew 24, 36, where it talks about that nobody knows the hour, not even the angels in heaven, or the Son, but only the Father. Um, it seems like everyone is, is uh, mentioned except the Holy Spirit. So where's the Holy Spirit? Why well, wasn't it mentioned? That's the-
0: well, it doesn't have to mention every actor in existence. Like, that. that's the answer. Like, just well, the fact that the Holy Spirit wasn't mentioned doesn't mean anything. It just means the Holy Spirit wasn't mentioned.
5: Yeah, but it says that nobody knows the hour except the Father. So in other sense, the Holy Spirit doesn't know where the hour comes. So why is that? Isn't it? What-
0: well, it gets in. It gets in the well. It gets in the same answer because we believe. I mean, we being the people who do. Um, I, I guess me and Steph at least on stage. Like you know, we believe Jesus is God. So just it's the same answer. Like just we'll say. Well, people will say only the Father knows. So are you saying Jesus is not God? Or, or why doesn't Jesus know the hour? We believe Jesus did know the hour. But Like in Philippians two six, you know, he humbled himself and took this form. Or you know, he's still in his. divine. Divinity knew the answer, and it would be the same thing for the Holy Spirit, because they are all God. Yet not all are the Father. So I mean, the answer is going to be really long, but in a nutshell, that's it. Like God always knows the answer. Like right now, Father, Son, Holy Spirit always know the answer to that question. That they always know when the time is.
5: It's interesting what? because the, the 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 Father only knows the hour. So. Sure, let's take the son of the of the of the image by saying maybe he took the human form, this and that, but the Holy Spirit is just somewhere in there upstairs. So why still he doesn't know? Because it states that the Father only knows. So that means the Holy Spirit doesn't know. You
0: know? I know what you mean, but I mean that's that's the answer. Like I mean the different views you're gonna get range from, you know. Jesus didn't know. And I guess you could say the Holy Spirit didn't know because the text says only the father knows, but then you can also get the answer that says all three are God. So yes, the Holy, the Holy Spirit, you know, would know. So is that a point in time, like a point in linear time where Jesus says only the father knows and Jesus previously knew he humbled himself. So his earthly body doesn't know because he had to grow and he had to grow in knowledge. So he didn't know that his earthly body, but after he was resurrected, like now he totally knows and the Holy Spirit would have. I don't know. No uh, you know, known in time is past, but Jesus says I have to leave so I can send you a comforter. And you know, the Holy Spirit didn't know at that moment because he was waiting to be like, you know, sent to the earth. Um so those are the range of answers you're gonna get.
5: Okay. So just quick question, Abba, you're you're a Jew, right? Just to make sure Yeah. I okay.
0: People are
5: like,
8: just to make sure. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm them. sorry.
5: So Nate, um, why does the Messiah equal to God? And for you, okay, uh, that, was you like put, be, that was it you just I, yeah, no, I, 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 I,
6: that was
8: yeah, it you just Yeah.
5: No, I yeah, cuz I was about to say it. So what what what's what's the rejection, what's the ref, refutation from a Jewish perspective to the Messiah and why why does the Messiah mean God? I mean it's just Messiah means like a salvation or whatever. Uh, Just a small, quick question
11: for you, there, Abba. Just a small one.
8: I mean, Jews don't. Jews don't think Messiah. Thanks
5: for the troll, Steph. No, I'm sorry.
11: That was like such a complicated question. I was was wishing Abba. Well, I was asking Uh,
5: him. Maybe it's not complicated to him. Maybe. Basically,
0: like why? Why do Christians and Jews think different things?
8: Yeah, look, we think different things because we have different traditions, different theological commitments, and different ways to organize it throughout history. But the Jews never believed that the Messiah was going to be God, still don't believe that the Messiah is going to be God. You'd have to ask the Christians about how that developed and what they hang that uh,
7: idea on, textual or otherwise, right? Um, And Messiah does not mean salvation. It means anointed one, right? Correct.
0: Or like the anointed
5: yeah, so the anointed one, whatever you want to call it, but it doesn't mean God. So why do you guys think?
0: Well, just like, you know, Yeshua, Jesus' name doesn't mean God either. Um, that's true. So, I mean, and that's the answer. So, like, yeah. we, well, so, so if okay, so we believe Jesus is the Messiah, which, so believing Jesus is the Messiah, <coughs> that's not why we think he's God. Like, if he just said, hey, like, if Jesus said everything, you know, he did, but made it a point to be like, I'm not God. I'm just a Messiah or or something like that. Like, I'm just the anointed one for this time to do this purpose. And, you know, maybe go ahead and throw in a prophet for good measure. Well, we wouldn't think he's God because we're like, no, no. Even he says he's not God. We just think he's Messiah. So like the fact that we believe he is the Messiah is not why we also think he's God. We think he's God because of all, you know, well, the entire New Testament, like the stories of Jesus, like, you know, his divinity claims. So if he just said, I'm the Messiah, that's it, then we wouldn't think he's God. But we think he's God because, you know, in a nutshell, all the miracles he did. And he says, look, uh, you know, there's three who testify. He's talking about the Father's Spirit. And, you know, he's like, if you don't even believe me, believe my father. You know, I do all these in my father's name. So raising people from the dead, healing the sick, all these miracles, you know, not including, you know, he says, without the shedding of blood, there's no sacrifice for your sins. And he says, you know, no one's going to take my life from me. I'm going to lay it down. I'm going to lay my life down and I have the power to take it up again. So who can resurrect, but God. Um, so things like that. And then when he actually does resurrect and people see him and he says, look, uh, you, you see me now believe to Thomas Didymus. And then they see him ascending up into the sky and, you know, just a couple more things. Whenever, you know, he says, if you see me, you've seen the father before Abraham was, I am. And, uh, John, the Baptist, when he baptizes him, he's like, look, I'm not worthy of lace lace your sandals. But Jesus says, no, go ahead and baptize me. And you know, that's when the Holy spirit descends in the form of a dove. So there's the mention of the Holy spirit. Um, Anyway, and, you know, this voice calls out from heaven saying, this is my son who I'm well pleased. So all these things, like the totality of just the entire New Testament, um, is why uh, we believe Jesus is God. Not just because he's like, I'm the Messiah.
5: Yeah, so so all the powers were given to him by his father anyway. So he can do everything by uh, his father. His father gave him the powers. He never said, I can do something out of my own. He actually said otherwise. But anyway... Um, what wait, was,
0: wait, wait, what? Hang, wait. wait hang. I just want to be, be clear. Like whether, believe it or not, we can have a proper understanding. Um, so he doesn't say that. Like, remember when I just, like, he does say, you know, I only do what I see the father doing and I do the father's will, not my own. But he also says, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down and I have the power to pick it up again. So sure. it's things like that. And Jesus says, you know, my sheep know my voice. So if you read that and say, well, no, it was only given to him by his father anyway. Well, that's that's missing. That like he says, he himself has the power to right, to take it up again. Yeah. So, so the father,
5: the father gave him the power <clears> to take <throat> his, his own life and he give it back. It Still doesn't solve the problem. No, but no, my, that
0: would make him. No, wait, that would make him like a prophet, like Elijah or someone. No one would like. No one would say like Elijah. You know, has the creative power. Ha, like, has the godlike power. To raise people from the dead, so like even though they did miracles and stuff, no one would say Elijah did that of his own will. Like God had God had anointed him with that. So that's the difference. Because otherwise, if it was just like Jesus says, well, the power the Father has imparted me, or you know, I've been blessed by the Father, or I've been given power from the Father, that would make him just like a prophet, like Elijah. Maybe he was. He says, I have no, no. Well, I mean, we believe he is prophet, priest, and king. But that's get. You're asking every time you speak, it like opens a new channel that we're never going to address. So I'm trying as fast as I can to button up one thing before you go down another road. Like, I'm happy to address all of this, but I'm trying to keep up with you opening new roads and like button up the previous discussions. So that's the difference. He does this of his own accord, not like, you know, Paul or Elijah or, you know, whoever else like resurrected people through power imbued to them from God. This was God. And he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And Philippians 2, 6 says, Jesus being in nature, God so it doesn't mean like if he's a son of God, it's not like you have a son and now it's your son. It's not like that at all. Um, okay. It says, you know, like from creation, like everything was created through him. Not one thing was created that was not created through him. So anyways, there you go.
5: Yeah. So in the Christian theology, you could correct me with that. I mean, death means just taking the soul out of the body. So maybe the father just gave him... because. Jesus is a soul, just like all of us, right? So maybe Jesus, uh, Father gave Jesus as a prophet the power to pull himself as a soul here, we're talking, out of his body. So it still, again, doesn't solve the problem. But my question to Abba is, why did you reject Jesus? What's the defeater to the Christian position?
8: I I just told you, we don't believe that he fulfilled the things that Jewish messiahs are supposed to do.
5: One, name one. That's it. He died. And he will come back. That's not a Jewish view. So the death is just taking the soul out of the body. He's still alive.
8: Listen, what you're doing is, is you're saying, hey, Jewish person, or hey, non-Christian person, here's the Christian idea. Why don't you believe it? Well, we don't believe it, but Christianity says it this way. Yeah, I already told you I don't believe in that theology. It's a, it's a really stupid, circular kind of a way to ask the question. I already told you. Why would you apply the Christian standard to somebody who doesn't hold those beliefs. It makes no sense. So, okay, thanks.
0: What's kind of are, like you, the, what, are you, what's kind of, what, Abba, are you yeah. hey, Wait, wait, hang, hang on. Wait, wait. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the same thing, Abba. Like, you know, I literally just went through like all the reasons we think, you know, Jesus is God. I mean, not you, but, you know, we Christians. And he's like, well, I'm like, here, that solves the problem. It's like, no, it doesn't. I'm like, well, here, here's why it solves it. Here's why it solves it. Here's why it solves it. He's like, well, no, no, no. This one verse that doesn't solve that. So I think the greatest good that's been done here today, Abba, is the... Um, holy war that someone tried to start we're just like well abba believes his way the christian believes his way and we can respectfully disagree exactly. so holy war averted exactly. so um let's see who else was speaking first uh, whose names uh, I, uh, I, I, uh, can't uh, travis, I can't pronounce travis travis wanted to say
8: something insulting something about real quick
2: no i was going to say something to you abba so it's a uh, non-jewish belief of a second coming or resurrection. It's not, it's, it's not a.
8: It's not a Jewish release Is what I'm saying.
2: Oh, it isn't. It isn't. No, Are you sure about no, that? No. You want to stand I'm on that not hill? Doing, excuse me. Excuse me. Do you want to stand on that I, hill? Do you want to stand on that hill?
14: Whoa! Take to, the bass me, out of your voice and I, lower your tone I a little I am bit. I'm not
8: going to be. I am not on trial here. I am not inter- being interrogated here. I'm telling you, in general, in broad strokes, right? You want to do the you want to do the stupid stuff about down in the nitty gritty about the verses and whatever. That's fine. For two thousand years, Jewish ideas have not accepted Jesus. You want to learn two thousand
11: years of history. Why is that on though?
8: let me ask you that. Why is that?
11: This is what I was pointing out. Many, and many, many, kind of, like, like there it's... are. They, they, they,
8: this is so stupid. <laughs> there are for many, many, many reasons why that is historical, theological, political, economic, all kinds of things. Okay. there is not one answer for that. And if you want to say some kind of like doctrine about it, that's fine. You're welcome to have that doctrine. My understanding is that this room is for well-meaning people to ask this particular group of Christians about their views of Christianity. Nothing more, nothing less. I am not here to be interrogated. This is not the room where you uh, forgive me, Nate and stuff. Where you attack Jews for believing something different? We can explain these things, but nobody's on trial here. So get the fuck off my back.
5: Oh, Ow, Ow. Well, let's not go there either.
8: So um,
0: the whole thing is wait. The reason why hey, I hang asking... on, hang on, hang on. Uh, Travis wanted to say something. So... Sorry for swearing, Abba. I'm I'm right up there with you until you start swearing. Let's let's work on that Sorry a little bit. Um, Travis, what's up? You want to say something? Yeah, about? hey man. I'm I'm actually getting
15: ready to go back into work, but God bless you all and uh... take me with you. Yeah, um, AJ was acting as if the the Holy Spirit's missing on the scene, um, you know, when Jesus is talking about the day or the hour. But uh, Isaiah 42, 7 says the spirit of the Lord is upon him, right? Isaiah chapter 11, same thing. Now, uh, if the Holy Spirit is, is, is upon Jesus, then it, it, uh, Isaiah chapter 11 says it's the spirit of knowledge and wisdom. And like this servant is given the spirit of the Lord without measure. The Holy Spirit is right here and active. If we demonstrate Jesus knows the day or the hour, the Holy Spirit therefore knows that they are our too. And um, but but real quick. And uh, according to the Jewish Messiah, there's lots of interpretations of what they were expecting. Now, some Jews broke the Messiah into two people. They were expecting a ruling, reigning, conquering Messiah, so they created the character of Messiah Ben-David. Then uh, Jews also were expecting a suffering, dying uh, Messiah, so they created the character of Messiah Ben-Joseph. But Isaiah 53 does depict this Messiah's death, burial, and resurrection. And it was classically interpreted as the as King Messiah all the way up until the time of Maimonides and, and the new religion uh, that Rashi created. So this is let's thoroughly. Not, let's not uh, listen
8: this, to Travis. Wait, hold
15: on. About hold on my friend, friend, let's not on, listen just, to Travis. Wait, <clears and throat> <throat> wait, please. My friend, just a second. I'm not being disrespectful to you, Alba. I'm just sure you basically. Are. Of you are. No, I'm not. I'm not you being disrespectful. You can't help it. So the idea, of the, 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 the idea of the suffering Messiah is thoroughly Jewish. And that's okay. all I want to say. That's
8: a, That is a Christian interpretation of Jewish ideas. That's not a Jewish understanding of Jewish ideas. So let's just call it what it is.
5: So the, the reason, reason why ideas.
0: the
8: reason why why was
0: why They didn't do. refute
15: anything I said, friend. So you're the right reason why. Was why God, 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 wait, wait, God, wait, God, wait, God, wait, God, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, let's, let's reset just a little bit. So. Man, I, I don't even know where to go. So, is this um, guy's name I can't pronounce, and Travis, like um, ask a Jew? Like, is that's is that what this is it's like really turned to, into?
8: It, it, like, no, it, it's not ask a Jew What it, what is, it is, what is it is, is, like is, just is prove a Jew. Mate. Yeah. No, no what, what is, if you is, is, Jew, yeah, no, no, what actually wasn't even that's talking. Hang on! Oh my goodness! Stop! Stop all the
0: stop all the cross talk.
8: Go to other rooms and bait Jews in there to argue with you. That is not what this room is about.
0: Okay. So Abba, um, are, are both swear. like are, are are you Christian guy's name? I can't pronounce. Is that like? Yeah, pre- I'm. I'm. Christian
2: I'm, Christian I'm it says armor of Yahweh. Armor okay, of Yahweh.
0: So, so uh, Abba, is this like if you were just like, hey Nate, how's this going? Uh, you know, let me tell you why Jesus isn't God, and you know all this other stuff. Is is that like kind of where we're going? It's not like, hey, yeah, you know, Abba, what do you think about this? It's like, hey, Abba, I what? presume that you think this about this, and let me just tell you why that's wrong. Even though you didn't bring it up and didn't speak about it and don't want to be part of this conversation right now. Is, is that so, kind of what's going on? Look, well,
8: here's, what, here's what I think is happening. There was a Jew on stage, and folks like Travis and Shiryoung decided, hey, Jew on stage, that means target. Let's go target that guy and his beliefs right? And the beliefs of the entire Jewish people.
11: Wait, that's As not fair. That's,
8: tra- that's not true. I wasn't even speaking to you.
15: Yeah, <laughs> the,
11: the other guy, I don't know, what, but that's Travis would we do what that.
2: May I say something? Fine, could, could
0: I it's say it, something?
2: It, may, wait,
8: no, I was in the middle <laughs> of speaking. You may not say I have a finish another guy, guy then we're going to see you. Okay, thank you. Travis and Sheer hang out in rooms with folks whose sole purpose is to beat up on Jews and Muslims, using Christian doctrine to do so. Anybody who chooses to use their religious beliefs as a blunt instrument to beat other people up, I think this um, is is derelict in their religious obligations to their own faith and is abusing their own faith just at the same time as they're using it to abuse others. I think it's despicable. I think it's hateful. I couldn't give a crap one way or the other about what you believe, if it brings you joy and meaning in your life and purpose, I think that's wonderful. Let me have my own meaning and purpose and joy in my life from my my tradition. What we do as Jews should matter very little to you. So leave us the damn hell alone.
0: Well, I was so happy earlier when AJ was here and he was clearly trying to pit Jews and Christians against each other and we um, did not take the bait. Um, I guess my celebratory spirit was preemptive. Uh CEO, welcome to uh welcome to Christian Hill. Wait. wait, wait. Um
6: I I have I I have something related to this conversation I want to read, and I only want Abba to respond. And Abba, these are not my words. I'm trying to understand this topic. It's not asking you. What?
4: Abba just said, "This isn't asking you." Like, why?
6: Oh, I'm sorry, Abba. Do you do you mind if I ask you a question, or you don't want me to? <laughs> you can. You,
8: uh, it's it's Nate and Steph's room. It's up to them. I think I've been clear that I am not interested in being interrogated about my views. And I'm not interrogating I'm you. Okay, so the is no, blah, blah, blah.
11: no, no questions for Abba at this time. He needs to lower his blood pressure because that was okay. uh, my blood pressure is high. Everyone needs a drink of water.
0: So, I, I hate you all and myself.
11: Just Nate. I don't know. The, this other armor of Yahweh guy. Uh, but yeah. I do, I am familiar with Travis. And Travis does a lot of evangelizing to Muslims. I haven't, I just want to be fair, I haven't seen him go after the Jewish faith aggressively. He's just known for evangelizing to Muslims. Yeah, so, yeah but we Jews
7: love you, man. You see what Jews see. You, we, we, we see. what We see what people do to Jews, even if you don't. Yeah, well, so okay, I, hold on.
11: <laughs> without going down that road, I wouldn't, I wouldn't claim to have an understanding that I don't have. I, I'm just saying, with Abba, I've never seen Travis be aggressive towards anyone of the two. G- you have, No, okay. no, that's yeah, not I true. And, and particularly, and
8: particularly and step, let, here and I can. Step, speak, here, step, here, step, let me like, speak for myself. Abba, let me speak step, for myself. No, Travis, me. Point. And, and, and Steph, <laughs> I've seen, I've, I've had it particularly towards me with great vitriol and irony, Yes. and I think it's disgusting. Yeah, so okay. if
15: I can speak for myself here, so no, no. I want to. No, yes, please like, let the,
11: Travis. Yeah, please.
15: Well, yeah. So let me state my heart, man. Um, I, I love the Jews. I wholeheartedly believe that the Jews are God's chosen people. Psalm 105, uh, God here makes an go. eternal promise. Here, hold on just a second. God makes an eternal promise with the children of Israel that this is their land forever. It's not contingent on any action other than God's promise. He loves His people, right? Um, so my heart is not uh, to come in and make you feel hatred or anything like that. It's the point that the historical idea of Christianity is There's thoroughly no Jewish. Hatred, like uh, but here, no, no. So I think I think a lot of times when when your uh, when your common uh, practices are challenged, the first. The first thing people do is they take offense that they're being attacked. This is not the case. Oh no, this is, you know, not, wait, this is not
7: the case. Wait, wait. Let him finish. If you can
15: just let me finish up real quick, right? So I just, I just wanted to state that I've never attacked the Jewish people. I believe they're God's chosen people, Abba. We love you. We want to see you come to the knowledge of
6: Jesus Christ.
15: Hey, there you go. And That's not our intention. Okay.
6: That, that, well, we'll see that's there. way worse than All what right, I was so,
4: going to. Ask. So
11: wait a minute. So I just wanna. Okay. So. In this room, we, love we tend G. to be, hold to on, G, G, hold on. I understand that that's your perspective, right? But one thing that we ask in this room that I know can be frustrating for anyone when they're the one who's being told that they're wrong or that someone thinks they're wrong, it's like you have to listen with an element of charity. And we tend to be a little more ecumenical than most people would like in this room. So if someone is coming to you saying, my diehard belief is that you're in danger and I'm going to tell you why, then what we try not to do is say they hate everything about my beliefs. Like he he's telling you that he's evangelizing because he believes you're in danger. Now, whether you, you obviously don't think he's correct. Right. And so that's, you just have to listen with a little bit of charity. Um, I mean, you can feel however you want. I'm not saying that I'm saying like, it's not, I don't know. I I can see why Travis or any Christian would say that. I don't know if that statement necessarily equates to a directly anti-Semitic you know.
7: Can you see why it would be triggering to Jews, though, yes. after, you know, not only centuries, but millennia of this, this, this. sorry, I'm not going to swear, this stuff, yeah. um, and, you know, the things that have been done to us for the sake of Christian love? Of course. Um, so when a Christian
11: comes to you and says, I want to see you saved, it's sort of like, and, and okay, you you have a choice. You can get very righteous anger and direct it all at that person who's who's saying that to you, or you can take a breath and consider them someone who's not educated in your experience and who's doing something that they believe is honest and and the right thing to do. Yeah, but he's trying and,
7: to speak of our religion to that's us. That's why it needs to stop okay, so yeah,
0: yeah, it's so, the right so, thing to do. Oh, okay, yeah. So I, I don't I can't tell you how many times we're constantly challenged and demonized and told we're bad because, you know, we don't have the true way. And man, people, I mean, it's a personality type or or whatever, but I mean the, the offense level people have is just so high. It's like a hair trigger and people are just waiting for one misspoken word to come out of someone's mouth and their idea. And it's like game on. And it's like, you know, like, it's not why you say it's just in the way. Right. So maybe, maybe it was said in a way that wasn't great that like initially like, tripped someone up or whatever, but it's like, people tell me I'm wrong all the time. No, no, so it's like, I can yell, I, well, hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm pretty adamant. I'm going to finish speaking. So it's just like lower the offense level. If someone says like, look, me and Abba pretty much just told each other, you know, we're, we're wrong. I mean, we did a very, very glancing and very, very passing, but still we know each other's positions. Right. So if I'm like, Abba, you're in a, you're in a Christian room. Like, you know, this is why I think I'm right. You need to reconsider. Um, I, I mean, you know, he may get offended by that, but whatever. But, I mean, you know, people, if they're like, you're wrong and I'm going to fight you and I'm going to kill you. Like there's some Muslim dude that wanted me to become Muslim or he wanted me and Chris to like meet him on the field of battle so he could like kill us or behead us. I'm like, okay, that's not fun to hear. But instead of yelling and screaming, I'm just going to, you know, distance myself from you. So, I mean, you know, wars can turn to violent actions very quick, but if there's just some Muslim guy, like all the others, who are like, look, this is wrong. And, you know, I really, you know, Christianity's wrong. Here's why, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look, I don't want to hear it. What you're saying is offensive. It's blasphemous, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, I mean, you know, I'm not going to yell and scream and completely freak out unless you start coming to, like, you know, do violent things, in which case, they're like, okay, now we can't talk anymore. Nate, um, not- I don't know, man
7: nate i'm not going to go to a hindu and say hinduism says this and therefore you're wrong
0: yes okay I, I get it so it's, so it's like a, it's like an it's like a positive evangelism versus like you're in a you're in a room where travis is and you're like okay travis look i, I you got three minutes man i know you've been saying this why you tell me all your evangelistic stuff I, I i think i get it now it's like if it was coming from you soliciting it it would be one thing but on the other hand uh, so so the higher offense is he's going to you specifically like if I was like hey gee look I know I you've just me. like I know and I, I I see your point but my advice instead of like you know having this kerfuffle that's going on here would just be go away from him like if I walked into a Muslim room and this Muslims just like look you're wrong here's why here's why you need to turn away from Christ you need to you know recognize Christ as a prophet and that's all they did like instead of like yelling and screaming at him I'd just be like fine dude peace I'm out
15: yeah, but we, and we also don't just conclude that people hate us because they say Jesus is not the Messiah, right? It, like, to, to come to this conclusion but, is just irrational.
0: Let's see what but, Jefferson has to say. What's up,
15: Jefferson?
5: I, yeah, I mean, Nate,
6: I, 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 I've I been in like 40 exchanges with Abba. <clears throat> I've never offended him once. I have a question I want to hear a Jewish and a Christian He no.
11: Oh. He doesn't. No, no one is interrogating Jews today. That's the answer. Yes, yeah, like
0: yeah, like CEO. So, you know, like I mean, he he did actually say no, and then he said he was going to go away for a little bit. So that that's not me. Like I I I it. would, I I know Abba would be fine. If you're like Abba, I would like to ask you a question, and you give me your perspective. I I know he would be fine, but apparently not at this moment because he he like you know won some air or something. Michael, so, did you? Want to yeah, speak? that's that's. Jefferson, what's up, Jefferson? I'm sorry, <laughs> I
7: hit Michael's on mic un unmuted. So I I thought maybe oh. he wanted to.
0: Um, I want to hear what Jefferson has to say. I want to get another topic quick.
7: <laughs> uh, well,
12: like uh, uh, apologetics, uh, kind of work pretty well in house. It, it to me it seems a little bit like. Um, uh, well, I, I got uh, just had a, a device ordered and the instructions were in English and they were in uh, German and they were in Spanish and they were in. You know, they were in several languages. And like, <laughs> even if I could uh, sit down with like a, uh, a translation book and translate, you know, word for word out of some of these other ones, the sentence structures and everything else would be, I kind of have to do some head scratching. I wouldn't just be able to roll right through it. And to me, apologetics, um, it's easy to get off into those those kinds of weeds. I, I was, that still am, I guess, enjoying the conversation uh, kicking the ball back and forth, uh, on stage. And it is a, you know, ask a Christian room. So however you wanted to, wherever it is, you, you wanted have to go. A question? Well, so here's my, my question is, uh, kind of unrelated to, or maybe it's really related to everything, but maybe it's, it's unrelated to any of this stuff is I, I um, it, it looks to me like, Hmm. How do, I, how do I ask this question so that it's actually understood? Maybe I need to think about this a, mi- a minute.
0: All right, guy whose name I can't pronounce. Um, not armor of God, the other guy. Um, squiggly guy with a turban thing on your head. Are you, you did
7: speaking? did not say squiggly that, that's a picture yes. of Maimonides.
0: Are you speaking, that person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. All right, well, I have a uh, question
11: for Roel. Roel, <laughs> are you a Seventh-day Adventist? No. Okay, all right. I don't know. Okay, thanks. Where just did I wrong. think I
0: I think you're ge- are you getting him confused with unpreached, which is no, way no, no, worse than me saying Not squibbles. at
11: all. No, I was just curious. I don't know. Just curious. I'm glad to hear the answers. And I like the way you said it. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Wait, is
0: this, is this my choice? Like we can have, we can have like a holy war or we can have silence. Is that what I'm, I don't know. Let's see if Mr. Bridge is going to get us out of this. Mr. Bridge, what's up?
14: <laughs> hey, what's going on? Ladies and gentlemen. Nate, that's- um, What was that? But, uh, but
11: I said, Nate, that's me.
0: That's who? You're cutting out. Okay, Mr. Bridge, what's up?
14: Steph was telling so, me your real name. I don't know. Yes, it, so it's just, Vaniel. Yeah,
11: That's Vaniel. Oh That's yeah. Vanyol.
14: Okay, I remember. <laughs> hey, so listen. Um, I was listening a little bit into the conversation. I've kind of heard it before, right? Um. So. I, I hear. I hear. Um. That. Uh, like, don't you don't don't tell us about. I wash my hands of everything that's about to happen. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm I'm trying to word it correctly because I don't want to to be misunderstood. (laughs) I'm I'm actually, I'm trying to figure the the line of reasoning, right? Um, Because like, you know, like I remember doing the civil rights issues that's been going on in in 2020. People were like, well, you're not black, so you can't speak on our topic. So um, my question is, is, is there an ability to learn about somebody else's, you know, belief system by reading their material? yeah, I
11: think yes, Uh, but having the experience is completely different, right? Like, I can hear my grandmother's stories about her parents and how they escaped Germany during World War II, but it doesn't give me that experience. I feel, you know, and that's even closer than reading it. But I think you're lacking this sort of thing in your DNA, this feeling that is, you know, much deeper than you could ever read about.
14: Now, is the experience, um, like, because I I know, you know, they have certain, you know, Black people that haven't experienced what their ancestors experienced. Um, But does that, um, I mean, is it genetically inherited experience
11: No, I don't, I think the epigenetic argument really fails in a lot of ways, but, um, it's also like, you know, if this is your family, if this is people you knew, if this, if your grandfather had stories about, you know, suffering in certain ways, you would feel connected to that in a way that you wouldn't from reading a book. Right. So I don't think it's genetically inherited. Maybe
14: my, maybe my, the question is because it almost, okay. So I can understand there's certain experiences that, you know, you you kind of hold by yourself I get that um but sometimes the way the question is formed like when somebody has an objection about your own belief system it it it's it's like well you can't tell us what to believe even but like what how much of it can we tell about somebody else's experience just based on the you know reading the material and understanding the culture and things of that nature like what where's the line drawn between the experience and somebody coming and say you know what I've studied all the Jewish literature. I've, uh, you know, understood the historical background. I was raised with a lot of people that told me about their experiences, et cetera, and the details concerning that. And they have discrepancies with your particular belief, and they're Jewish as well, or they're Black as well, or I mean, or something towards that line, you know. So where's the line get drawn? Because it almost seems like sometimes, well, you haven't shared my experience, so you can't tell me anything, but it almost... Pushes the person that actually did their due diligence and actually studied the material and say, okay, there's discrepancy. This is what your same people believe on this respect and things like that. It just seems like I, I, I think I get I, your it's, point. It I seems unbalanced. And, and I, I think I, I, respond, I, I, I agree, but...
0: Hang on, I want to reply real quick. I guarantee mine's gonna be faster. I I get what you're saying and I agree. And the where you draw that line is a conversation I don't want to be part of. Because everything you're saying, like, matter-of-factly, you can speak about that. Everyone can speak. Like, you, you don't have the experience. You don't have the emotional appeal. You can do your diligence. You can research. You can get matter-of-fact stuff. That's the that's the terms you can have that discussion on. If someone says no because you don't know my experience, you don't know my it, – it's, it's going to get emotional, and it's going to be an appeal of emotion, which I don't want to talk with someone like that anyway. I don't like emotion in logical discussions because it ruins it. So if you get to someone that's like, you can't talk to me because – Of my experience, it's going to go emotional, and that's not a conversation I want to have anyways with someone who can't separate their emotion from the fact. And I understand that's big and it's hard to do, but if you're someone who cannot do that or is unwilling to do that, I don't want to talk to that person. Look, That's my answer. See you.
6: So um, so I I was going to say that. I think it matters whether you're just approaching it analytically or if there is empathy in your perspective. And I think sometimes people get frustrated when they feel like you've approached it as a pure analytical exercise and you haven't tried to empathize. And to the second part about experience. um, Yeah, I don't know if there's a genetic code because candidly, like I I grew up in Albany, New York, and I grew up around a lot of Italians and Puerto Ricans, and I wasn't like... (laughs) as conscious of my quote-unquote black experience until I moved to Richmond, Virginia, you know, the heart of the Confederacy. And it was just black and white people and white people who did not identify as Italian or Polish or Irish, which is what I was used to in New York. And so I became a lot more conscious of a black experience there. So I don't know if it's a genetic thing. I do think it's like the experiences that you live. There's, um...
7: So here's, here's the thing about reading, learning from reading. When you come to a subject, you come from your own perspective and your own um, biases and your own preconceptions about how to learn something, how to read something, and how to understand um, what what is read you don't have the interpretive context you don't have the uh, the linguistic context you don't have the the tradition of of how we engage with texts you cannot learn about Judaism by just reading Jewish literature and it is impossible to have read all the Jewish literature that's just not a thing you can't do that there there's there's too much. Anyone says, I've read all the Jewish literature. Hell, I don't, I don't believe anyone who says they've read the Talmud, um, even Jews. Well, I mean, you know, some people, people who have done Dafyomi, yeah, they may have gotten through it. Um, you know, one, one page a day, which is not an an in-depth study. Somebody, if somebody who's not Jewish says, I've read the Talmud, I guarantee you, they don't really know what the Talmud is. Okay. You, You need to, oh, don't roll your eyes at me. You you can't you can't learn Judaism just from books and then come to a Jew and say I know I know what your religion says and here's what you have to do. You just you can't.
2: I I know this is your roommate so I'm going to just leave, right? I don't, I'm sorry if I got things wrong. I'm about like, to leave. I don't uh, I don't like uh I don't like false knowledge, right? Uh, so Hey, God bless you guys, though. Uh, in the mighty name of Yeshua, I pray that this room is blessed. You guys keep on doing what you're doing. I'm out. Later.
11: Okay, thank you. I have a question for Daniel. Daniel, on a personal level, if someone comes to you and, and you're discussing something that's close to home for you, that could be anything, um, and then you they say, well, I understand this because I understand the black experience. And they're saying something contradictory. How do you, like, what's your feeling on that? Because it's an interesting question. How do you take it?
14: Wait, say, say, reframe that, uh, rephrase that again? Uh,
11: I guess I was listening to what you were saying, that you're kind of drawing a parallel between, like, when somebody comes to you and says something contradictory and you have very deep-rooted, you're, you, have, you have roots in this topic, right? You have very deep-seated feelings about it. So if someone comes to you and says that they understand the Black experience, and then they're disagreeing with something you've experienced. How do you personally feel about that?
14: I don't know, man. I don't know if I would take that same approach. Um, I was trying to use it as an analogy to draw a point, um, but there's a, there's somewhat of a distinction um, between the Black experience and, I guess, the Jewish experience because, yeah. you know, the Jewish experience is much more concentrated. You know, it can be, you can kind of detect it a little bit easier. The Black experience is different from, you know, from, Depend on where you're from or the circumstances involved with it you know because my my black experience wasn't the same my black experience wasn't the same as the black experience of those in the civil rights movement and there's a lot of nuance too in reference to the black experience too that i think sometimes we oversimplify it you know to you know to make some kind of argument of point but i think uh yeah that's a tricky that's a tricky slope but as i mean to try to answer the question i if, if I can reduce it back to you know if I was going through some personal abuse that somebody never been to that I can actually detect and say something I would kind of feel like you're disconnected from that particular experience but I wouldn't say that everything you say is wrong if you know objectively if you had some of your facts correct and and I wouldn't say that you' you're kind of cut off from any type of knowledge. Just because you haven't had that experience, it's just only certain portions of that experience you wouldn't be privy to. Uh, preview to, um, But there's other things that you can you know that can be learned objectively uh, um, about, you know, statistics, numbers and and things of that nature. Or things you can look at like fatherless rates and and those things that can play a huge impact as to why these situations are, you know, think, things, things like that. There, and there and it's not a. a monolith, right? Like when you say, when you say
0: like, you know, the black experience, like, you know, everyone's mind immediately goes to like, you know, like you, you talked about like the civil rights and stuff like stuff like that. But I mean, that's what everyone means by that, right? It's like by Christian, what do you mean? Well, most people know what you mean by Christian. So it's like black experience. That's what it means. But it's not a monolith. So if you ask like a black person who, you know, from a, a different country, they're, they're like, what do you mean black experience? Like my, okay, my black experience, Um, you know. I'm a Nigerian prince. My black experience is pretty good. Good food, air condition. Um, versus, you know, what we're talking about by that. And it, so, I mean, it's just like you—you you could say you could quote statistics, or like to the Jewish people, it's like a lot of these things are removed, right? So it's not like it would be one thing, but there's like diminishing returns, right? So like, let's just say you have the Holocaust, which totally happened. Um, you know, to Mill's point earlier, like I don't know why people deny it, but you know, you have the Holocaust, which happened. So the people that made it out of there, they have. A wildly different experience from Jewish people like way, way, way before that. And the, the descendants of that, people who have parents, you know, who survived the Holocaust, they're going to be very, very close to that because they see all the stuff from, from their immediate family who directly experienced it. And then as grandkids and grandkids and descendants go down, then you can still say it's a, an ex- experience because undoubtedly, you know, the survivors are going to keep passing down their stories and everything like that, but it's going to be diminishing returns. This is where we get into matter-of-fact things. So at some point, if we're having a discussion, and someone, you know, harkens back to the Holocaust and uses that as, like, a personal experience, it's like, okay, well, yes, you may have some attachment to that, but it's not as if you personally was there. And, and I think that's the difference, because, and then there's, like, the, you know, the Jewish people that had nothing to do with it. They were They were not near the Holocaust. They would have a very different Jewish experience. And, you know, the last thing I'll say before I keep getting myself in, in you know, underwater is it's not like you can't tell people some very uh, point blank things and be right. Like if I was talking to a Jewish person that, you know, kept saying things that sounded like they believe in three gods um, and they're like, you're Jewish. You can't tell me what I believe. It's like, are you like you have one God. Like, like the Jewish, observant Jewish people have one God. And you're like, no, no, no. And they totally say it's three. I get that that's ridiculous, but I mean, there's got to be general things that, you know, all, all the Jewish people on stage would say, okay, yeah, if, if some Jew- Jewish person was this, was this ignorant about one of these, like, points, yeah, a complete Gentile could be like, hey, you're wrong about this, and they would be correct. So, I mean, we could start from the absurd and then work our way back to where there's real contention anyways, I'm out. Hope y'all don't hate me.
12: (laughs) There's a, there's a different angle of approach, um, to where that boundary is, which is actually part of what I was trying to, uh, my question earlier that I didn't ask was, was trying to approach the same thing. Where is that boundary? Um, there's, there was a study done. Uh, I don't know how far back and I can't remember the, but it was looking at, um,